Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Rinthigpen. Always excited to be back in the house with all of you. Yay! Okay, I'm taking a deep breath because I have just had the most amazing green room conversation with my new, brand new friend that I cannot wait to introduce to you. Welcome, Miss Alexandra Stockwell, MD, known as the Intimacy Doctor. She's an intimacy marriage expert who specializes in showing high-achieving couples how to build beautiful, long-lasting, passionate relationships, best-selling author of Uncompromising Intimacy, and the host of the Intimacy Marriage Podcast. You guys, you know you heard me say intimacy multiple times here, so you already know where we're going with this. If you got little people in the car with you or an earshot, Kick them out, put some headphones on them because we're about to have a beautiful conversation that is adult only. Alexandra, welcome to the BBP. How are you today? I am great. I'm so excited. Although I want to just say something about what you just said because I have perfected the art of the extremely sensual, discreet, potent, Mm-mm-mm, communication yes. that still is G-rated because I just said a lot and there was no word there that you wouldn't want your child to hear. That is so true. I love that you can do this. Okay, people, I take the disclaimer off. The kids can be in the room. <laughs> this is perfect. I would love for you to share with everyone how you transitioned from being a medical physician into the intimacy doctor. Well, In hindsight, I can set it up as this very neat pre-planned pivot, and that is completely not what it was. (laughs) I was in my mid-30s. I had my own small holistic medical practice north of Boston. I was married. My husband and I had three of our four children at that time. Of course, it doesn't need to be explained. I had worked really hard to get to that point. And I expected to feel gratified, satisfied, super enthusiastic about the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. I do want to be very clear. I was not burnt out. I was not depressed. It was all at the level of a whisper. I just knew that I couldn't really see another 40 years just like that. So... It took a lot of courage. At the time, I didn't know any physicians who had stepped away from clinical practice other than those who had lost the opportunity due to addiction or accident or injury. Okay. But I took a sabbatical and I gave myself permission for the first time to do things just because I felt like it, Mm. not with any additional agenda to enhance my life or contribute to other people's well-being or any of the typical motivators that I had had, I just gave myself permission to do what I felt like because I felt like it. And sometimes I felt like doing nothing. And that really was the beginning of a journey with many fascinating twists and turns, a sojourn at the School of Womanly Arts, ending up in, for my own purposes, a very deep training in sensuality and sexuality, again, for myself and my marriage, like that was the last frontier that I really wanted to up-level and enhance in my life. And this training 
for lay people doubled as a coach training. In fact, there are many more people taking it to become coaches and experts in this arena. But I didn't even know what a coach was at the time. Mm-hmm. And I went to the teaching lab mostly because I was curious and I thought, okay, well, if this is happening every week and it's part of the program and people are going to refer to it and I'm a curious person, let me just check it out. And I checked it out and I just knew, okay, I've come home. This is how I'm going to use all of my skills and ways of being that I cultivated in medicine and practicing medicine and use that in an expanded, both more narrow and more expansive way Mm -hmm. as a relationship and intimacy coach. Mm, I love that. So, you know, my personal development brain is ringing off the charts, right? (laughs) 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 Because you were on such a beautiful self-actualization and growth journey that not many, but a few are pulled by. And that is really what motivates you is not the expectation of other people or societal expectations, but what what feels like you're right, like what is right for you. And I know a lot of people listening that have challenges with actually leaning into that whisper that you mentioned that you heard and you could feel in your gut that said, this is right, go this way, move into this direction, you know, moment by moment, step by step, class by class, you know, new program that became a certification for you, you know, all the things. But a lot of people listening are so hesitant to lean into that for so many reasons, especially when they're in relationships, good, healthy, and you and I were talking about this in the green room, good, healthy relationships that are just not quite where they want to be. Like maybe they're 80% and they just need the other side. So there's a hesitation there. Did you, Alexandra, experience any hesitation at all when you were like, I'm really ready to lean in? Or did you have the support of your forever lover, as I call our spouses, um, that was like, no, girl, you better go for it. Do what you want. I don't care. I'm, I'm right here with you. I got you. And was willing to catch you if you fell back a little or were you you know, not clear that this was going to be accepted. I definitely was clear that he had my back and whatever front side, up, down, center I wanted and needed with respect to my career. And I could say a little bit about that. But when it came to expanding our more intimate aspects, which wasn't part of changing my career, but it naturally arose as I was attending to the various aspects of my life with absolutely a personal growth mindset, Mm -hmm. inspiration, and attitude. When it came to more personal things that what I would say directly impacted him, then it just was more complicated. And I took a lot longer between having the thought, although let's be honest, having the complaint and then learning to identify the desire that was buried in that complaint. Mm -hmm. And then once I was clear on my desire, there was a long time before I would bring it up with my husband back in those days when it was new for me to bring up topics of intimacy and the more 
mysterious and juicy aspects of our relationship because the rest of our relationship was so strong, so solid, so collaborative, so mutually supportive. And it took me a while to come to understand that the that 20% you were referring to, mm -hmm. it actually was worth it to bring it up because I just thought, well, why rock the boat? I mean, 80%, not in math, but in life, that's a pretty good statistic. Yeah, absolutely. Like that is, there nothing to scoff at. There were loads of people who looked up to us, but um, the way that I have come to think about it and developed it in my work as an intimate marriage expert is this. This is, um, I'm going to come at it with my professional attitude and then be happy to come back to my personal story. <laughs> I got you. If you want. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. So far and away, the most common relationship advice that's given, especially for marriage, for married people is you need to learn to compromise. Mm. Compromise is the name of the game. If you want a great relationship, you have to be good at compromising. And that is completely wrong. If what you want is a stable, pleasant enough, bland companionship. <laughs> right. <laughs> That Compromise will totally deliver. Right. <laughs> and this is why the name of my book is Uncompromising Intimacy. And anytime that I'm coaching, speaking, or talking, I'm talking about being uncompromising in the context of intimacy. But I really like to define the word because by uncompromising, I don't mean exacting, perfectionist, demanding, right. or you always get your own way insofar as compromising is holding back your own desires, experience, thoughts, and feelings in order for your spouse to be comfortable, being uncompromising in intimacy means learning how to share the whole truth in a way that your spouse can receive it. And that, to me, is an ongoing practice and it closes that gap with that last 20% and is really the key for a passionate, juicy, erotically alive, intimate relationship, which compromise can never offer. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, on the other side of the table, my focus is helping these couples when I work with them individually and together to be intentionally selfish for a very similar reason. To your point is society and our cultures and our communities and religions, depending on what some of you are, you know, gr groomed by how you're grown. Yes, yes, totally. You, you know what I mean? Tells us is bad. You know, you have to be selfless. You have to be compromising. And I say absolutely not. I do not mean selfish by the definition that exists in the current Webster's Dictionary. I mean it from the, the space of creating a personal intimate gift for yourself to create joy. So then you can absolutely amplify the joy with your forever lover. You can't do it if you feel exhausted, resentful, angry, shame that you're hiding and stuffing all of your truth down to make room for someone else. 
Um, and then it becomes a whole nother bag of balls. As someone I was interviewing with earlier today <laughs> said a 50 pound bag of rotten potatoes was her example. <laughs> yes, completely, completely. And I really love this because what you're pointing to with selfish is through the lens oriented to the individual's experience. Mm -hmm. And when I'm referring to being uncompromising, I am absolutely referring to the same phenomenon, mm -hmm. but through the lens of pointing at the dynamic between the two people, but they're both part of the same. Exactly. View. Yeah. Two sides of the same coin is what, exactly. what I was exactly. hearing, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Oh, BBP listeners, do you hear the panels and JV opportunities in this conversation? I know you already hear it because I hear it too. <laughs> With all the things, all the partnership opportunities. I hear it. I hear it. Alexandra, you've been doing some amazing work. You took a big leap from one major career, this wasn't just like a hobby you were doing as a, a doctor, right? From one major right. career and elevated yourself towards your purpose in a bigger way. And I know there's so much more life and time and energy and space for you to expand. So who knows what this will develop into as you have more breath in your body and an opportunity to continue to transform couples along your journey in the way. But I'm curious for yourself and for your husband and all the different challenges that you've thrived beyond, and I'm very poignant about those particular words, were there any moments at all that came up for you in the process of all the work that you're doing with people, all the ways that you're helping, all the ways that you're being where you felt like, well, hey, I'm a high achieving woman too, and I don't know if I have any more space for more of what I want because I'm doing this big career shift. Did I, did that ever come up for you at all? Like just do I have space for any more change or is this all that my marriage can handle? It definitely came up. My husband is a physician. We met the first week of medical school and he has continued with his practice of medicine in a traditional manner. He's the chief of pain management in our Kaiser region. And there was the time when my income as a self-employed business owner, CEO, founder, and relationship and intimacy coach was starting to approach and then override his income as an employed physician. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I... I'm going to tell this all in a way that sounds intelligent, but it was all muddled and I didn't perceive the causes while it was underway. Yeah. But as that gap was in the forty, $50,000 range and I could see, I could see it coming. Um, I, I, all I can say is I got confused mm -hmm. and in a very, it, it, it was a confusion in the unconscious realm and in the realm of feeling. And I started believing that, or maybe I believed it all along, but it had only become relevant. That's probably more accurate. That if I expanded myself past some point that I was close to, the container of our marriage wouldn't be able to withhold that stretching mm -hmm. because as of course, you know, and I'm assuming most or all listeners know 
as I grew in my business, I was growing. It's not just something that was happening in my business, but when I come home, I'd be the same person. Never mind that I, my office is at home and I'm not coming home. I am home, (laughs) but also the fact that like for me to grow my business past a certain level just part and parcel means I'm growing myself, my visibility, how much energy is running through my system, how much impact I'm willing to have, how much, how open to receiving good feedback, bad feedback, financial revenue, responsibility. Like I was in the process of transforming and I kind of got like, clogged on that path of evolution because I was just so concerned that I would become too much for my husband. I wasn't concerned. I guess early in our marriage, I was concerned that I was too emotional, but I hadn't been concerned about being too much in any area for quite a while Mm -hmm. until this moment. And like the first thing, of course, as it is with any personal growth matter, was becoming aware. And I was just kind of shocked that this was like the venom inside me because I had thought, well, not me, but there it was. <laughs> and then to get to the point to be able to express this to him in a way that I really needed to, to be uncompromising and share my truth as we were talking about earlier, but not in a way that would be alienating or insulting or emasculating for him. And yet it could actually be a genuine concern. I needed to also have room that he might be worried too, who knew what it meant. And that was work that we did with the help of a coach. I was very glad not to hold that container, but yeah. to have somebody guide us. And um, I love that you asked me about it. I haven't thought about it in a long time and no one has ever asked me about it, but it was so significant because with the guidance of a skillful coach in getting through that, anytime I go to the next level. If there's anything remotely like that, that bubbles to the surface, I really move through it very easily because of how carefully and comprehensively we addressed it at that point. That is perfect. And I have to dovetail off of the last part of what you said, which I'm really hopeful that all of the listeners, regardless of industry expertise, accomplishments, all of your brilliance that you heard And what Alexandra said is even as an MD, who's also an intimacy doctor and a relationship expert and all the other certifications that aren't listed in her short bio, right? Because we we have the short version for Spotify and Apple and iHeartRadio to list. So it actually holds space for it. With all the ways that she's accomplished, she was smart enough and open enough to seek help from someone else. Instead of feeling like, well, I can do all the things. I know all the things. I'm helping other people. Let me, let me hold my truth and my fear and my worries and all the things and have someone else who's also skilled help me and my husband navigate this. And you saying that is really important for a lot of the listeners to hear because many people are nervous 
about having coaches, advisors, mentors, you know, whoever be a part of their journey because they're afraid that that information exists out in the world outside of the privacy of their their home, right? And I know that you probably have given the work that you do, which is, you know, you and I were talking is very similar to the work I do. It probably comes up that people expect confidentiality, but they're a little worried about discretion because everybody wants a camera in your face. Everyone wants to record something, record the sessions, record the meetings, record a testimonial. Like everyone always wants something. I know for our company, that's a major thing is we don't record anything unless you ask us to for your own listening perusal. Like we literally don't record anything. If it's not a podcast or a live stream, the record button does not come on for ultimate discretion. And part of it is because of the fear that public profile people have with, I don't need anyone to leak a thing that is vulnerable or personable to me, especially when I am also an expert at whatever it is that I do in the world. So I really respect you, Alexandra, for sharing such a vulnerable part of your truth and your story for you and your husband. I hope that he values that you shared it as well to help other people. And I know that your clients benefit from the fact that you have also gone through marital challenges that help you come to this amazing, beautiful place that you are personally, as well as in your profession. I love that you've said all of that. And I also feel the same way. I mean, I'm a HIPAA trained physician. And even though as a coach, I don't have any legal responsibilities to uphold that level of confidentiality, I still hold a HIPAA level of confidentiality. And there's only one situation that I record besides my podcast. And that is I have an intimate group for alumni, alumni, Mm -hmm. so women who have graduated from my programs. And they request if one of them is missing, because they're such beautiful conversations twice a month, if one of them is missing, only then do I record it and send it to everyone. But yes, that is really important. And I do want to add that particularly for a high achieving public figure, doesn't need to be a public figure, what I'm about to say, Mm -hmm. but for a really high achieving woman who is competent, used to handling everything on her own, including within the relationship and within the family, there is something that I need to take a moment to articulate precisely, but there is something that gets opened up and accessed when you give yourself the gift of allowing yourself to be held by someone else in a way that does not require you to be any less than your whole brilliant self. Mm -hmm. You don't need to identify as having a problem or any kind of issue. And yet the, the relationship, the marriage will benefit by having each of you be able to champion your own experience and have a professional guide the process it's a real gift to be on the receiving end of that, which is something that I discovered in the context that I've just described. Like it was kind of amazing to be able to just focus on my own experience as we went through that growth spurt. Yeah, no, I value that and I concur. And I'm clearly you've met me in other circles. Alexandra, you know, I'm not a woman who's lacking in words and all I can say is I concur. (laughs) 
because you said that so perfectly. (laughs) I really do appreciate that. Before we go, I have to ask you, how do you give yourself permission to pause? Well, let me just say it is a learnable skill and it has been one of the ones which has taken me longer to learn than many other skills that I have. (laughs) And really the way that I give myself permission to pause is to remember that what can feel like a pause is actually leaning into the relationship with myself. And sometimes I need to intellectually remind myself how important that is. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, I just remember how yummy and cozy and essential it is to fuel anything else I care about. I love this. First of all, can I give you kudos for honoring (laughs) that you were going to use some beautiful, intimate, you know, high level, I'm just going to use the word yummy again, yummy words that normally we'd have to close the, you know, close the door, kick the kids into the room, give them a tablet or something. And you did it so perfectly that I didn't have to put any more disclaimers on this episode, (laughs) including with your permission to pause, you know, feeling and being with yourself. I love how you literally just spelled everything out. So thank you. (laughs) Okay. Well, Nikita, I, it's actually something that's very important to me. I'll just say that, you know, we, my husband and I have four children and the idea that we would need to go on vacation or a date night once a week or wait until all of the children are, are in bed, especially when they're older and they go to bed later than us, in or, like to wait for those conditions to be met in order to have the erotic energy flow once this became important to me and I had my attention on it, that was just completely unacceptable. Absolutely. So I love what I've coined the term to describe discreet eroticism, where my husband and I can be flirting right in front of the children and my kids are smart, but they don't catch it. Yeah. Like I want to be able to have a communication like this with you in any setting because it means that I'm not compartmentalizing this whole aspect of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are what I would say is living fully. Mm-hmm. I aspire to that for sure. And I learn from my clients when I coach them to do the same. I love this so much. You are the bestest. Alexandra, how can people connect with you? My website is alexandrastockwell.com. Come follow me on Instagram, alexandra.stockwell.intimacy. And by all means, listen to the Intimate Marriage Podcast. Absolutely. Please do listen to this. I'm trying to uh, cajole Alexandra to have me on very soon. So there's that part. (laughs) If I've been a tease, then we can enjoy that. But you've succeeded. (laughs) This is so awesome. I really do honor your time, your vulnerability, your gift to all the listeners by helping them understand that they do not have to compromise. In fact, uncompromising intimacy is the way that they can create the juicy, delicious passion that they want. And I'm so honored by your presence here today. I feel the same. Thank you so much. 
Balance Boldly listeners, I told you I was going to have a gift and I'm so grateful that you didn't have to kick the kids into the other room because you learned some discreet, erotic ways to have the conversation. As always, I'm so grateful for you guys tuning in. The, the best gift that you can give is making sure that you review this podcast and then share it with anyone in your ecosystem who you feel could benefit from all of these wonderful balance tools. I'm Nikita Vrindthigpen and until I see you next week, I I want you to enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly.